Today we're going to talk about creating success in your life. Many of you are looking for career changes or maybe starting a career path. So we're going to look at how you can apply special techniques or special steps to help you get the job you're looking for. Now I'm going to go back and repeat a story I told you about a man named Arnie Miller who was the president of the Matrix Hair Company. And I feel that it's important for me to share this with you again because I want you to understand you have to have a plan. So he said, Davine, why don't you tell me four simple words what you want to do when you grow up or what you want to do in my company or what you want to do in life. So think, dream, believe, dare were those four words he told me. You have to think long and hard about what you're really wanting to do in life. Is it a special career? Is it one that needs a license? Is it one that needs education? Is it one that needs specific training or is it on the job experience? think long and hard. Then you have to dream about it. You have to feel that you can do it. It has to become part of who you are. You have to understand the importance of finding that vision for your future, for your success of what you want to do. And then believe. Believing in yourself is so important. If you don't believe in yourself, you will never achieve your goal. I know that sounds odd, There are so many people that sometime in life, they might have made a past mistake or they could have had a lot of people on their backside saying, you can't do this. What makes you think you can do this? You're not smart enough, good enough, pretty enough, something enough that you can't believe in yourself. You've got to get past that. You have to find the tools that are going to help you believe in yourself that you can achieve that goal. It could be finding a mentor. It could be going back to college. It could be doing something to get that on-the-job experience. But you have to hone in those skills to help you believe in yourself. And then daring to do it and stepping out and getting there to do that. Career path, project, home career, whatever you want. So I challenge you to write those four words down and see how many pages you can come up with. When Arnie asked me that question, I came up with eight pages of what I wanted to do in his industry because I really had a passion for what I was doing. So think about it. That passion is going to be a key ingredient to your success. So you've honed in, you've decided, okay, I'm going to apply for job ABC. There are two types of application processes. One is going to be an online application. So you can search your search engines and you can find that particular career path that you're wanting to go to. Now, when you're doing an online application, you want to remember that they are looking for keywords to be spoken or typed in in that online application. And if those keywords aren't there, they're not going to pull your resume for that program or that job opening. So you want to watch for those keywords. The other thing you want to think about is whenever you are typing everything, make sure that you're spelling everything correctly. If you need to download a program that corrects your spelling for you or you don't have that program already in your system, type it on something else that you do so that you can copy and paste it into that online process so that your letters, your spelling, your grammar will all be in correct order so that it will look elevated from what your typical applicant's going to be. 
you'll want it to be a better look, a better read. Now, if you're doing a personal interview, what you want to understand is your first impression is the most important. So on an online, it's a key word. But on face-to-face, they're looking at that first impression. And honestly, you don't have a second chance. I've had many when they come in to apply for a job with me. I've had people come in long t-shirts and shorts and want to work in the beauty industry. And I'm thinking, are you serious? I had a gentleman yesterday. He had a dress shirt on. It was all wrinkled and he had sweatpants on and he was applying for a job. So first impressions are very important. When you are looking at the job that you're wanting to go to and the employer you're applying for, you need to research that company. You need to see what type of company they are, how their employees dress, what is their philosophy behind their business. You wanna research that company as best you can. Look on all their social media platforms, You want to turn around and you want to look at searching some of the employees, even the management team. You can look under social media platforms and that will help you see what they're looking for, who is already there, who is already in position in management, and you'll be able to understand their personality so that you'll know how you want to come in on that face-to-face interview because that first impression is going to be the most important. The other thing you want to do before you get into an interview process is you want to practice the questions that are going to be possibly approached or asked of you in that interview. You can get sample questions. There's an app that you can download that'll give you interview questions. You can also look online, just search it. The other day I went on Facebook and I typed in, uh, what are your most obvious questions you ask in an interview and why? And I had probably 50 questions sent to me telling me what I wanted to know, how these questions were relevant to them and their job. Be honest about yourself. It's really important that you're honest about yourself. Because if you've made a mistake in the past, maybe you've been fired from a job, own it. Don't hide it. Don't whitewash it. Don't reduce the accident or the mistake, but own it and say what you've learned from it. I've worked with kids that have uh, been in prison. In juvie prison, I've worked with the probation and parole office, with drug courts, and these clients have had mistakes that they have had to serve time for and they've had to contact a probation officer for two three years to get out of their mistake they'd made in the past how are you going to correct this how are you going to help let them see that you did make a mistake i call them a young and dumb you made a young and dumb but how are you going to fix it own it It doesn't mean you have to be specific with everything you did, but it means you want to say, hey, I made a mistake in this area, and this is what I've done to correct it, so it's no longer going to be a hindrance in my future employment. I think that's really, really important. And you also want to be honest with your skill sets. If you're a quick learner, but you don't know some of the programs, say, I'm a quick learner. I don't have an experience in that area, but I love to learn new things. You want to know about your personality. Do you like working with people? Do you not like working with people? Do you like working inside, outside? All of these things are very important. I'm hyper, so I want to have a job that I can use my creative juices. I want to stay super busy. I want to be able to multitask a lot of things, and I want to be able to have control of my environment in certain levels because that's important to me. 
but not everybody has those same skill sets. Some people want the nine to five job. They want to clock in. They want to clock out. They want to go home. They don't want to make any decisions. You tell them to push that button. They're happy with that. And that's wonderful. We need those. We have to have that person that's in that job doing what they're doing and loving it. And it's okay. And that's what's really important for everybody to understand. It's okay to have different personalities. It's okay to have different objections and goals in our job. We just have to find the right job that meets that goal or objective. The next thing you're doing whenever you're deciding what career path or what goal or what job you're wanting to go to is you need to know how much you're going to make. You need to know what it takes for you to pay your bills and survive. A lot of people don't think about that. They just think, you know, I want this job or I want to go to work there. Well, that job might not pay your bills or it might be more than enough to pay your bills. Or have you even searched how much that job should be paying? Some people, they go in, they apply for a job and they might be shorting themselves $20,000 because they don't understand how much that career actually should be paying. You can actually go to a lot of sites and it'll tell you the median income for that particular career. So you want to look at that. You want to create your budget, know how much you have to make and add it all. Add it all. Add your travel time if you have to wear dress clothes. Pad your uh, budget with dress clothes cost. If you have certain particular tools necessary for that job, you need to make sure that's in your budget because you got to cover it. But that's really important that you look at what is your expenses going to be and is that job going to be able to take care of it? Because nine times out of 10, people will leave their job for two reasons, either a bad employer or they're not making enough money, whether it's because they're not managing it wise or because it's not paid what they feel they're valued. You want to check that out before you even start because you're going to waste yours and their time if you're not going to be there long. So after we've done our budget, we've done our goals, we've done our Think, Dream, Believe, Dare, we're going to start compiling our resume. I need to know what type of resume that business is looking for. If I'm doing a creative resume, I want my creative resume to have a little more pop to it. If I'm doing a professional business resume and I'm going to have an office job, I want that black and white, straight lines, clean cut resume. If I'm doing anything else, I still want that black and white straight cut streamlined resume. So there are two different things you got to watch. Is it creative or is it showing professionalism? If I'm sales, I'm a little bit of both. If I'm sales, I got to show that I'm creative and I can think out of the box. So I'm going to have a little bit nicer resume. But if I'm working with a numbers guy, I better just make it black and white and straight. So you need to have two separate resumes. And these resumes actually need to target based on what that job is you're applying for. So you could have a basic template of your information and then you could change it based on the job career path that you're wanting to apply for. So on my resume, some people do it based on the last three jobs that you've had. Some careers want your whole history. So that's why I say have two. If you're going for a federal job, a lot of times they want down to what you did in high school because they're really doing a deep dive background check. Others, they just want what's relevant to their job that, they're, that you're applying for. 
So that's why I tell you, look at having two separate types of resumes so that you'll have one based on the need of that job. Your resume wants to have a cover letter. If you're doing a stylish resume, your stylish cover letter needs to match. And a lot of your Word programs that you work with in your computer will have templates. So you don't have to necessarily search for them or pay for a template. You can actually use the ones that are in your computers. But you want to look at them. Look at the cover letter, look at the resume. Once again, check your spelling. Now, most time people will just glance through your resume. So bullet points are perfect. They want to know the highlights. It's kind of like reading a magazine article. You go and you read the bolds. And if you like the bold well enough, you'll read the little fine print behind it. But you've got like the quick glance and you only have a few seconds to impress them. So you want to make sure that you get everything in there that you need to, but in a intriguing manner so they'll want to see it. They'll want to read what you've got in there. On your bolds, make sure that all of your all of your lines line up correctly. You'll have some bolds that you'll have them spaced over five, ten places. You'll have others that'll go way over or you might have wrapped your words. Be careful with your spacing. Make sure that you do a size 12, 11 to 12 font. That way it's easy read because according to the person reading it, somebody that has a struggle with eyesight might have a harder time reading it than somebody that doesn't mind throwing the readers on and reading your resume. You're the one having to guess it. So if you stay with the 12, you're good. Most resumes needs to stay in less than two pages. If you can go two pages or less, it's great. If you go to one page, some jobs just want the one page resume, but you want to make sure that you have them clean. Understand that you want to do a PDF version and you want to do whatever your office version is that you're using because that PDF version will be able to be uploaded into a program for an online process or for any type of job relay or transfer that you want to send to. Uh, example, I had a friend that was wanting an engineering job here in town. He contacted me and said, hey, can you help me find an engineering job? I'm living in Mississippi. And I said, sure. Can you send me your resume? He said, awesome. So he uploaded his resume in a PDF. I had it right on my phone because if my email came to my phone. So I was talking to my friend. I said, hey, you don't happen to have an opening for an engineer, do you? He said, yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. I said, hey, can I send you this resume? I think this guy would be a perfect fit for you. Perfect. Sent him the resume right off my phone. The guy got the job, moved here, loved it. You never know. You never know, which brings me to a point, you never know how somebody can help you get an interview or take you into that next level to get that job. Networking, proper reputation, everything is so important. Communication. If you're wanting to find something, communicate with people that can help you in that area, find that job or or get that ask for you so you can get a job. And this is not just one time that this has happened. I've done this numerous times. So it gives you an example. When you're looking at your templates, make sure that once again, you do the two separate type. Make sure that you check your spelling. Make sure that you're clear and concise and you've used the correct word there or there. Because there's a lot of times that somebody will lose that option for that job because they think, are you serious? They can't even type their words right. What makes me think they're going to be a great employee for me? So clean, consistent matters. So you get the opportunity to get an interview. Bing, bing, somebody calls you and they say, hey, Would you like to have an interview with our company? If you could be here tomorrow at 3, that would be awesome. So you get that interview. Make sure you arrive 15 minutes early. 
Make sure you're sitting there and you are dressed correctly. But the one thing you need to leave is your phone in your car. It needs to be completely shut off or locked or whatever. And if you could hear just then, I shut my phone off and all of a sudden I heard beep, beep in my purse. So sometimes, even though you say you shut it off, it's not off. It might restart on you. So make sure that you do shut off your phone. So that way there's no issues or interruptions. Now I'm going to tell you about one person that I was interviewing one time. I had somebody come in and they were wanting to get a job and they were on the phone with their friend and I was standing there waiting to interview them for a sales position. And they go, well, just a minute, I'll be right with you. And they continued talking about planning a fishing trip with their friend while they were interviewing to be a salesperson in the company I was working for that I was weeding out those interviews. Immediately, I knew this was not the guy that I was going to have work as a salesman if he couldn't even put his phone away long enough to interview. You think it would never happen, but it does. They sat there and there's something in our system that tells us we have to scroll. We have to look at our social media pages. We have to make sure we've checked in everywhere we've been. Let's do something so that everybody knows where we're at because this is important that we lose the opportunity to see what's necessary in that business or in that interview or blow that first impression. So keep your cell phones in your car. If you can't keep them in your car because you're afraid somebody's going to steal it or you didn't drive today, shut it off. And I just did mine as well. The next thing I want you to know is that you need to dress appropriately. If you are going to a sporting event and you're working at a sporting goods store, then tennis shoes and a polo and khakis is probably appropriate for that interview. But if you are going to work in an office, appropriate dress is very important. Some businesses require you to have closed shoes, closed sandals. So you want to make sure that you know the dress code for that company. So we're going to talk about dressing appropriately when you go to an interview. If you're a guy, you want to make sure you checked the vibe of that business to see if they want a professional or a business casual dress. Now, I will tell you, even if you're going to go work as a lifeguard and you're applying for a lifeguard job, you still want to dress business casual to get that job. If you're going to an office job, you want to do business professional. So look those up, see what it's referring to. Certain tie is business professional. Dress or dress suit for a woman is professional. Business casual is typically khakis and a shirt uh, or polo. No tie, uh, first button undone. Those are the difference between the business casual and business professional. Nowhere in there do you hear me say, wear shorts, wear a t-shirt, wear flip-flops. Always dress your best. I told you once again, I had the guy come in just yesterday with a wrinkly shirt and sweatpants. And I have to tell myself, was this what he considered his best? Is this all he had? In some cases, you have to weigh that out. Is that all he had? Sometimes programs can possibly do gift cards to a resale shop so that somebody could get the professional dress they need so that they can apply for that job. It's just options you want to think about, but dress appropriately. Girls, watch your collar lines. Do not show things inappropriately you shouldn't show in an interview. Watch the amount of jewelry you're wearing. Because the bangles or the dangly earrings can be very distracting. Guys, same with you. 
you know, how many buttons is unbuttoned in your shirt sometimes might be a little too much for an interview. So think about all these things whenever you are applying for that and how your dress code is. Because remember, first impressions mean a lot. Makeup is another thing you want to watch. Whenever you are, if you're a flamboyant person and you wear a lot of makeup and the job is okay with a lot of makeup, that's one thing. But you might scale down part of it for that interview just so that they can see you before you come in with a different look. I can say all this because I came from a hair industry. And in the hair industry, the color of the hair is every color under the rainbow. At one time, we had a company that had gold glitter on the top of each tips of the hair. And you sprayed lacquer up there with a mirror and combed it up high so that it was straight. So whether you're of the Farrah Fawcett age or whether you're of today's age, you still want to dress appropriately. So your hair needs to be done. That's my point. Don't look like you rolled out of bed. Make sure your hair's neatly done. You know, it doesn't take that much time. I have many people come in and they will say, hey, I need to do an interview. Can you make me look just so that I will stand out in the interview? And I'm thinking... I don't think you want to stand out that much. I think you want them to show that you're serious about the job. So be careful. Know that it's a creative job. You want to be creative. But if it's not, you want to just do what you can and look professional. Firm handshake. When you get introduced to the owner or the interviewees, make sure you put your hand out there and do a firm handshake. Don't break their hands like a muscle guy, but make sure you just stick your hand out there. Firm handshake and say, thank you for interviewing me. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. But make sure you give them a firm handshake. Now, I'm going to tell you a secret that you need to realize. Whenever you are having an interviewee come in, they actually could be looking at your social media page to see what type of person you are. If you are a party animal, and I'm seeing only party animal pictures on your social media, I'm wondering how serious you are about my job. You need to make sure if you've got party animal pictures or you've got things that you would be embarrassed of, if you don't want to delete those pictures, do me only. Me only on those pictures so that way you didn't lose them, but you don't have them exposed that could really be detrimental to you getting that job. Make sure you do it to where people can't tag you in a picture because if they're tagging you in a picture and I search your name or somebody searches your name, I'm going to also see the tagged pictures of you and it's going to show you being a party animal. So be very careful with these because there's a time for fun and there's a time for a job. And if you're looking for a job to pay your bills, it's not the time to be exposing the fun pictures. So it doesn't mean you can't change it later, but it means for right now, You want to watch your social media. And I'll be honest, some jobs even watch your social media as an employee. Because if you post something on your social media that could cause that company to be sued, they will say, hey, you've got, you know, something posted on your social media that's not appropriate. And that could be hard for us. So be careful with those. Some places it's great to air out your frustration. And the shower is the best place but not on your social media pages. Just be careful. That filter system needs to be in place. So I've answered the questions. I've um, done my sample questions. For instance, what do you think is your most positive asset for this company if we hired you? What is your weakness that you feel you would like to change? Is there anything you're proud of doing in your past? 
These are some of the things that I ask when somebody comes in. I ask them what their career goals are, three years, five years. I'll ask them things like, if you had an opportunity today to do anything, what would it be? And that lets you see the heart of that person. And then you want to also ask those kindness questions, because I'll tell you, if you hire based on levels of kindness, you will get an excellent employee because you'll ask them, can you give me an example of when you went the extra mile for a customer? Can you tell me how you feel you go the extra mile for the customer? Because if they're just doing their job and they're not doing their job because they care, they're not going to be near as good an employee as the one that cares about what they're doing. So be careful with that. So I've got the interview. I've impressed the interviewer, I hope. So the next thing I'm going to ask them is, thank you so much for the interview. Is it okay if I check back with you in a week to see if you've made a decision on that position? Now use the word okay in your sentence structure because what's your immediate response when somebody asks you something with the word okay? Do you care if I check back with you? Is it okay? Would you shut the door? Okay. All these things When you put okay at the end of it, immediately they're going to say, okay, yeah, that'll be great because it's an agreeable word. So if you ask them once again, thank you so much for the interview. Is it okay if I check back with you in a week or in two weeks or is there a better time to check back with you? Is it okay? They will give you a timeline and they'll give you permission to ask them for that. So checking back on that job opening is going to be really important and using the word okay. A lost art is sending a thank you letter for the interview. That thank you letter will make you stand out handwritten, clean, easy to read, so that way they can see what you're saying. Now, I had one person send me, I guess they were trying to see if I could use a magnifying glass to read what they were saying because they wrote it so small that I literally had to look at it with a magnifying glass. And it was written so small. I'm not exaggerating. I'm not making this stuff up. It was written so small that I really did get a magnifying glass to see. And the words were all there, but it was almost microscopic. Then I had others that want real big, flowery, just beautiful, you know, handwriting that just, oh my goodness, I was trying to figure out if that was an I or an E. When you're writing a thank you letter or a thank you note or a thank you card, go buy a, go buy a card. It doesn't have to be an expensive card, but go buy a card, something that stands out, something that after you've had a conversation with that person interviewing, they might be a golfer. Buy a card that's got a golf theme. It's going to stick out in them. Just write a simple thank you card. Now remember, when you're interviewing, your body language is going to say more than your words do. So be careful how you stand, your arms crossed, looking to the door, tapping your foot, your facial expression if you're grumpy, if you're happy, if you're upset, if you're irritated. All of that's going to show in that interview. So make sure you practice in the mirror on how to be friendly. Just keep a smile on. Look direct. Don't look away all the time because looking away is also a sign of lying. Now, I had one guy, he kept looking down at his feet and answering my question, and then he would look back up at me. And I could tell he was really concentrating on the answer he was giving me, so he was working too hard on it. So that meant it wasn't his basic instinct which is really important to know. So that's why it's important for you to practice those questions so that whenever you are talking to them, your body language is expressing exactly what you need it to.
Okay, remember when I said don't make excuses? If you have a young and dumb and they're asking you certain questions in that interview, honestly, don't run away from a young and dumb. Don't run away from a stupid mistake. I had one guy that had said some inappropriate things to a lady joking in a career and the problem was no way under the moon or the sun was that appropriate and they let him go he got fired for it and he's like well i was joking and it's like it's not a joke that's not a joke it's not funny if it hurts somebody and a company can get sued for that But what do you do with that mistake that you've got fired from and it's an issue that is not funny? You have to say, hey, this is what I did. I said some inappropriate things or I text some inappropriate things or whatever you did. And I got reprimanded for it to the point where I even lost my job. And I was not even thinking about it being that horrible. I was joking and it was wrong. And I learned my lesson and I can guarantee you that will never be an issue in my employment again. Now I'm gonna ask you, if you had somebody that owned up to their problem that they did and said it will never be an issue again and I paid a hefty price for my family, would you think they learned their lesson and that wouldn't be an issue? Or would you just say, oh no, I don't want them? The problem is, is not everybody has learned that lesson. So if you find somebody that has learned it and owns it and says, this is what I've done to change it, they're going to be a much better employee for you than somebody else that did not even realize that their inappropriate filter system is a problem. Own your mistake. Own it. Apologize for it and prove that it's never going to happen again. Now, what you also want to think about is your credit score. When you're applying for jobs, some jobs will actually pull your credit to see how you handle your own money, your own finances. If you're managing your money well, then you'll manage their money well, and they appreciate that. But if you have a poor credit score and you're not managing your money well, that could cause trouble for you and them because you don't know boundaries. So make sure you keep your credit in check. Pull it before you go interview so you know. You can go to annualcreditreport.com and you can actually pull a free credit report from all three credit bureaus so you know what's going to be out there. If there are medical collections on the credit report and they're drawing your credit down, then when you're doing the interview, you can mention that. You can say, I had a lot of medical issues that caused, whether it's yours or your child's or whatever, that caused my credit to go down, I'm paying on them. Or I'm looking for a job that that way I can get out of debt. So you can address some of those poor credits if that is part of that job. If it's not part of that job history and they don't need to know your credit report, don't bring up that. But there are some things you do want to you do want to explain in your interview if they say if I check this will I have an issue or have any surprises. The highest credit report is 850. You want to know the lowest credit report is anything from 580 down is considered low. In the 600s you're still kind of teeter-tottering, 700s you're doing great. 850 is the cap. So you want to think about that. Now, some credit bureaus will have their own cap. They'll say, oh, well, we're, you know, 875 or 900. But the FICO score, that's about where it stands. So remember, as you're applying for a job, they're looking at first impressions. They count. 
They're looking at your goals in their company. If you've researched their goals, what is your career path that you're looking for? What are your goals that you want in their company? Tell them, you know, I'm starting out here. I want to learn every area of the company. By five or 10 years, I'd love to be in management, you know, or I'd love to be a supervisor in an area, or I'd love to learn three or four different areas in the company. Be honest with them. Tell them what your time constraints are. Tell them if you're a better worker in the evening and they have night shifts, take it. If you're a better worker, you love mornings, they want a morning person working for them. So look at all those things. Make sure, once again, first impressions count, that you thank them for the interview, your resumes wrote correctly, you've got clean paper, you've put it in a nice folder, you've got top-of-the-line paper that you've printed it on, you have two separate sets, and at the end of the day, you say thank you very much for the interview. And whenever you get that job... Be excellent in any career that you do, and you'll never look for another job again. Have a great day. Zoe's Club, Zoe's Club, we come together in Zoe's Club. We're saving money, it's so much fun, all in Zoe's Club. Reading, learning, sharing time, saving, spending, and being kind. All in Zoe's Club. Contact Ozark Federal Credit Union at 573-686-7221. Membership eligibility required. Federally insured by NCUA.